Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Rachel Ghoul. One Bane. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. You're cracking yourself up there. Let's try to get some excitement going. No, let's just fall asleep. It's okay. I, I'm really trying not to. I'm 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 pumped up, man. Well, I've been I've been fi- I'm fighting off an illness. That you... I, I've been I've been doing power cleans. Jesus, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> I already fought my illness. I I got over that. I'm I'm still hacking up stuff. It's terrible. Everyone's sick. I don't. I never go outside. I don't know how I get sick. Mm, that's Pro- a good point. It's, you got the cat flu. I think I'm, it was when I went to wrestling. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So I, you were. I got NXT germs. Yes. Yes, that sounds about right. So, Handsome Minds, how are you guys doing out there? Internet Radio Land? Yep. It's episode 132, for those keeping mm-hmm. track at home. It's like one, two, three, but it's like we got confused. Well, we already, we, we, that's in the rear view. Min- mm-hmm. That's us that looking is. at 123 in the mirror. Yep. Bye. But, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> that's what you say. I, yes, it is. It's behind you. Bye. 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 <laughs> What are you supposed to say? Mm. Say so long. So long, farewell. Avita Zen. Mm. Good night. I thought it was goodbye. Or so long, farewell. Avita Zen. Goodbye. Is it? Is it good night? I thought it was good night. I don't think it matters. I'm there not, is I'm an objectively there is an objectively <laughs> true answer to this that I do not care about. You know what I care about? What? That's not the sound of music. I care about comic books. Has there ever been a sound of music comic? <sighs> Podcast over. <laughs> Hey folks, we are reading Batman the Black Mirror by uh, Scott Snyder, Jock, Francisco Francavilla, the last uh, Detective Comics before it got New 52'd. That's a sound effect now. What is? At new 52'd. New 52'd. Like I, hear it, I, I, I hear it in Strong Bad's voice. <laughs> new 52'd! I have a terrible Strong Bad impression. I'm not, I'm not even going to try. Uh... But yeah, it will wait some Snyder Batman before his current Snyder Batman. We'll talk about it. Before we get to that, however, we have other comic books to talk about, Eric. That we do. More recent comic books. Mm-hmm. Comic books that came out this past week, even. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 It is time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show when Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, there may or may not be mush meter involved, depending on how strongly we feel about our decisions. Eric, our first book, Mirror Number 1, by Emma Rios and Huey Lim. Uh, I believe Emma Rios is the right writing this, with yes. Huey Lim doing the art. She, she clearly did not draw this. Yes, this is certainly not uh, Emma Rios drawing it. Um, this is spun out of the Eight House universe from the there that uh I don't know what to call it uh the magazine you know collection magazine thing project. Mm-hmm. 
Amarius was part of. Um, uh, I don't, do you like this? I don't hate it. I feel like, like I kind of don't want to judge it too harshly, but it doesn't feel terribly fully formed, does it? I don't. It it feels like they kind of have an idea of what is going on in this world, but this is this is this just feels like ambitious, like world building, and it's it's. I I feel about the story and characters the same way I feel about the art. That it's just a little too soft. It's a little too mushy. It's it's a lot of stuff that feels like it should be significant like the writers and art like the, the team feels like it's significant but i have no attachment to any of this i have no idea why any of this is important it just feels like nothing it gives me like a island of dr moreau mixed mm-hmm. with like game of thrones mm-hmm. kind of thing um you know or even i don't know like a very ethereal royalty I don't know, but with genetic engineering, mm-hmm. like that's the, yeah. it's the strangest thing. Like, hey, we're trying to seize power over these other houses. Let's make bear men. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. To do like that would not be my first thing. I go like, oh, I can control. We there's magic. It exists ostensibly. They use the word magic in this story. I don't. Yeah. We don't really ever see it. Um, except for that there are animal people floating around, a bull man and a, a bear that's imprisoned and going crazy. Um, like, some of these characters seem like they'd be really interesting, you know, by the little taste we get of them. It's just mm-hmm. none of the characters that are, like, the main characters. Like, yeah. I could care less about this this dude and the other dude. Like, give me more of that bear guy. He he seems cool. Or the, the, gar- the like, the weird smoke lady. Mm-hmm. Whatever she is, I, what is she? That seems cool. Can I get more about her? You're talking about this dog girl that keeps turning invisible. Yeah, yeah. I. And that's the thing. I don't know if like is that the same person through the the first and last part of the book. Like it's a lot of this is not clear. It just it this feels like something that this is just like from a lot of long conversations and dreaming up ideas and. It's not fully formed. This is something that was clearly not written by a writer. This definitely feels like something written by, you know, almost I'd say by an art student, not even like an artist. Like, I don't know. I don't know how old Emma Rios is. She, she, she seems pretty young but based on the way this reads. I, I don't think she's that old. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, our, am, I mean, no, like she's, she's, mid-20s. She's 40. On the dot. Really? Yep. She's born on really? uh, New Year's Day, January. 4th. Wow! Wow! I did not. I would never have thought she was forty. Well, she was not. She was not published in the U.S. until two thousand eight. Yeah, but the, all the manga influence—that's a—that's a mind fuck right there. But I, I, I don't. I'd be willing to read this again mm-hmm. and see if it can deliver on the things I find interesting about it. Yeah. Um. I. I think the art is neat. Yes. I I don't know if it's necessarily always great at telling the story, but I I I think it looks cool. You know, it's mm. it's kind of not typical for a comic book art. You know, so I like just seeing it for it's kind of novelly. Um, I don't know. I may read another issue of this, or maybe check in on the trade. Uh, I guess that's kind of like a mushy buy. I think that translates. Like, I'll go mush me or like five on this. Buy, but very mushy. Like, mm. 
it it's there's it's an interesting thing. I it really depends on where the story goes if I would going to continue reading it or not. I think I it's hard for me to really go any other way than exactly what you just said because that's really kind of the correct way to look at this book. It's all promise. Like there's a tremendous amount of promise here, but it's missing a lot. It's got a tremendous amount of weaknesses in it, but I don't know. It does stir some things in me. It just doesn't quite work. Killing a spider there? No, hitting uh, the microphone with my energy can. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coordinated. That's, that's really, that's a really good thing for uh... radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People like that, right? Clang. <laughs> I think um, I think you've probably hit it correctly that I, I don't want to say don't buy this book, but it's got some serious problems. So I, I think I think that's the correct the correct score is buy five out of five on that old mush meter. And I think the I don't know, this seems very much like, hey, it's an arty indie European mm-hmm. style thing. You know, if you like that type of thing, you'll like it more probably. Yeah, but. I, I think I think that this book, this could use an editor. I think I think I don't know. I think Emma should be going to to someone like Kelly Sue DeConnick and saying, "Help me write this. <laughs> Help me make this better, because this is this is messy. It could really use it could really <laughs> use a, a an editor. So use some cleaning up. Double by Mushmeter five mirror number one. Our next book is Spider-Man, number one, the long-awaited Miles Morales Spider-Man title, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art Sarah Pacelli, ink assist by Gaetano Carlucci, colors Justin Ponzor, letters Corey Pettit. Um, I'm of two minds about this comic book. I, what, 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 what are they? I, what are your two I really minds? like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. I wish it could just cut to the chase. I don't, it has a lot of... I know it's introducing him to the main Marvel universe and a lot of probably people who weren't reading ultimate comics at all or weren't following don't know much about him. But like I, the, all this stuff with him fighting Blackheart was really cool, but all that stuff with him having bad grades and stuff. See, I, I completely disagree with that. Okay. Because that is, that's what Spider-Man's about to me. And this feels a lot more natural to follow this than the Spidey comic that's basically reinventing the same stories. This, this is, the, I think this is my Spider-Man comic. Okay. This, this to me cracks the code of how do you do a Spider-Man comic and make it relevant? I, with, with this in existence, I can forgive Marvel having Peter Parker do whatever in the fuck. I'm okay with that. Peter Parker is establishment. He's an Avenger. He's Tony Stark too. Whatever. I, I, I don't care. I like this book the way it is. I like this character. I am disappointed that I've never read, uh, Miles Morales comic before. It, mm, this is, this is a good book and I enjoy it. I'm happy that it exists. And I don't, I, I don't, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's interesting that it bothers you that we have this setup of the character. Well, I already know all this stuff, kind of. I, 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 I guess, and maybe that's what it is that I don't. I mean, like, I, 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 I kind of more interested in like this resets him a little bit because it 
retcon some of the stuff that happened in the Ultimate Universe when they put him into the mainline Marvel Universe, whatever they're calling it now. You know, and they, they hinted that at the end of Secret Wars, you know, Molecule Man's like, hey, you brought me a cheeseburger, I'll help you out, I'll give you a solid, you know, and, and help, you know, make your life situation a little bit better when you reset. Uh, like, I don't, I kind of, like, that's cool and all, I, I wish I had a clear vision of how he works within this Marvel Universe. Like, how that, like, how did that happen? Did it just poof and he's, he's always been here? Or does he have, does he remember Secret Wars? Like, I kind of, like, none of that's, I understand why you wouldn't want to bog all that, it all down in yeah, that. Yeah, I, I feel like those questions are kind of a little bit bigger than this book should be. Like, I do think that those are good questions, but it's probably, like, an Avengers story should explain, or there's, I don't know, some kind of epilogue book for Secret Wars. Like, this is all stuff that should be explained, but I don't know that this is the place for it, necessarily. Like, I think it's better that it's focused, that it's just, it's teenager stuff, and it's superhero teenager stuff. And I like that. No, I, but I'm, I'm still a buy on it. I still think yeah. it's really good. I just, that, it, it just, I was the most engaged when he's fighting a cool monster and using Spider-Man powers, mm -hmm. and the least engaged when he's just sitting in class being yelled at I, by his teacher. I don't know. I, I liked it the, basically the whole time. I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, it. it's one of those things like how different can you really make Spider-Man? And this is not different at all and at the same time completely different. I don't know. For me, it works perfectly. I, I don't even question it. I'm just like, I'm really glad this book exists. I don't know why they waited so long for it, though. For this? Yeah, uh, like they, I think they delayed this a little bit, like after i guess it reveals a little bit at the end of secret wars i mean at least that mm -hmm. you know it reveals that miles made it you know made it to the but i don't think that was ever in doubt you know that he was coming over so i don't know why they postponed this until you know february um no, i'm a buy it's still really good it's still you know bendis clearly has a lot of love for this character he created it mm. um uh and sarah Pacelli's art on this is really really it's nice not, it's it's lovely yeah it's very good and uh it is I'm 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 interested to see where like that's again with the all that Avengers book I'm, another hey I'd rather le read this solo title than read that Avengers book um so bye on Spider-Man number 1 mm. I I myself am excited by I really love this book so double bye Spider-Man number 1 our next book is Interceptor Inter Interceptor Inter I like saying Interceptor yes it sounds it sounds cooler um, this book actually is not from this past week, at least not, I mean, it was available in paper format, I think, a month ago at this point, or three weeks ago. But Heavy Metal, uh, this is published by Heavy Metal, and they just started putting stuff on Comixology. Hmm. And I wanted to check this one out. Uh, it is written by Donny Cates, who, he, you know, he wrote Buzzkill and wrote his oh, yes. writing pay Paybacks, which is apparently in between publishers at the moment. I'm not That's... sure what the story about that is. That's unfortunate. I was wondering why we haven't heard too much out of it. There's been four issues, and then yeah, supposedly is I don't know what's going to happen. But he says it's not dead. They're they're still working it for He's, it to be somewhere. So he he I hope someone cuts him a break. He really is a uh, a great creator. I I his books are sillier than hell, yeah. but they're always fun. Yes, this this was written by Donny Cates, illustrated Dylan Burnett, letters Taylor Esposito. Um. Uh, the setup for this book is crazy. 
It's 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 stupider than shit. Is what it is. Yeah, it's so dumb. We have a we abandoned Earth mm-hmm. uh, because it got taken over by vampires. I mean, obviously you're like ah fuck it. <laughs> yep. Well, shit. let's 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 bye. You just leave it goodbye, and then but now we have sent a uh, a vampire hunter to Earth. But apparently there's still people there, and vampires are – we, we don't get a lot a, – a bunch of uh, story on Earth in this one. A lot of it is just kind of explaining the weird, dumb premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want more of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like if this was a writer that I was not familiar with, I would trust it less. I would just be like, uh, okay, here's a big eye roll. But I – I kind of know where he's going with this. I feel like he could have tightened it up a little bit more, you know, and showed us a little bit more of the second half with this vampire hunter, gotten to that a little bit quicker, and it would have been a better issue. But I'm still intrigued enough that I want to see what what Donnie's going to do with it, because he's just a fun writer. This is a fun, stupid book. Looks really good, too. Yeah, it's very nice looking. It really is. Nice. Uh, I like the the um, the the contrast in colors between mm-hmm. Earth and this our new the new planet, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, no, it has a name. Palace, of course. Yeah, naturally. But I'm glad that it's on Comicsology. I was worried that I'd have to wait for the trade or something. Um, have to buy it in paper. I'd have to go to a store where people are, where your cats aren't. Where my cats? My cats aren't there. Why would I go there? I know. God, jeez. No, I, I, I do also. Agree. I agree with you that I, I you could. Pro- I don't know how much of this. I mean, with this a weird ass premise, I don't, I don't know how much you want to shortcut that. It's really like mm-hmm. how much you trust your readers. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been fine just starting off on Earth with absolutely, but it's a decision. And like you said, I, I do enjoy. I still enjoy the issue. I still want to see where it goes. I think it's a fun. A fun, dumb thing, which is all mm-hmm. most of his books have been, you know, fun, dumb stuff that are always a blast. And I agree. A buy. I'm a buy. I'm yeah. Chapter number one. Number two is out on paper. It's not available in Comicsology yet, but. If you, that nasty paper. It's so retro. It is. God. <laughs> oh. So you're, you're a buy, Eric? Oh, yeah. No, no, don't buy it. <laughs> Double by intercept interceptor number one interceptor. It sounds much when you say it like that. It's just because it's me. That's also true. Yeah. Come on, there we go. <laughs> Our <laughs> next. Co- you have to coax it. Yeah, I have to just you know. Come on, come on, baby, daddy. All right. Uh, our next issue is Deadpool and the Mercs for Money. Uh, written by Colin Bunn, art Salva Espin, colors Guru FX, letters Joe Sabino. Uh, does Colin Bunn sleep? Does he just write comics all day, all night? He must. Uh, I talk- hate that Colin, that Colin Bunn wrote this. <laughs> you, did you not like it at all? No. Okay. I no. like, I, I half liked it, you know? I didn't even that. I don't like this. Okay. Uh, I had completely forgotten about this creepy whatever zombie guy. What is his stupid name? <laughs> the, uh, the guy who, like, absorbs body parts? Yeah, his uh, name is Terror. I, I, uh, yeah, let me look. Um, I think he used to be in a comic called Murder Incorporated or something like that. I, I these are all like cast offs from yeah, various. Exactly. I'm only familiar with about half of them. 
slapstick I'm familiar with. Um, he's a, I like slapstick. It's so dumb, but I, I like that he exists in the Marvel universe. I hate that he exists. It's <laughs> so, gro- grotesque to me. He's like, he's like a, He's know. freakazoid. Yeah, he was. I think he was kind of created actually, uh, kind of with Robert, Roger Rabbit in mind. Mm-hmm. Kind of that idea. He hasn't been used very much. Good. <laughs> I don't. I. It, this is you're talking dumb. This is very dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't know half of it. You know, it it tries for a lot of dumb jokes. I thought about half of them were funny, enjoyable. Uh, I like I like Spanish Deadpool. I think that's a, just just a guy. Who's, hey, it's Deadpool, but he's Spanish. I I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. It's, I, I don't know. There was a Japanese Batman, why not have a Spanish Deadpool? I did not like Japanese Batman. <laughs> I feel a little bit better about Spanish Deadpool, but I'm slightly uncomfortable by it. I don't know. It's really weird. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't know. I did, I guess I didn't hate it that much, but I'm like, ugh, ugh, I don't know, man, don't, don't. Ugh, I don't know. I don't want Colin Bunn writing Deadpool. God damn it. I like this book, I think, mainly because it is just basically like, hey, what are, there's so many characters that never get used in the Marvel Universe. Why don't we just have them show up in this book and have, you know, dumb hijinks ensue? Um, and, you know, I, I, you see all those pictures on the screen at the end. I, I want to go have them talk to Mojo. Remember Mojo? I do remember Mojo. I'm not going to forget that. That big giant slug with spider legs. Mm-hmm. Those TV shows. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just... The, the X-Men video game. Mm-hmm. You had to hit the reset button. So meta. I I don't know. I, I'm not a solid buy on it, but I, I think it has its merit. Uh, And they, they... You buy it, you get a whole copy of Spidey number one in the back. Which I also don't like. <laughs> They're not helping their case. They're <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't selling it to me. <laughs> well, this is the second they they put um oh it was Deadpool and the Deadpool and Spider Man book they put the entire copy of Division number one in the back and mm. now they're doing I I it seems that they're like hey people buy Deadpool comics no matter what mm-hmm. so if we want someone to get a comic book to get attention we'll put it in the back of a Deadpool comic I'm like uh I you know I'm gonna go I'm a mirror mirror on this one and go buy but mush meter of five i am just do not buy okay i i have i have tipped over to the other side just fell right over mm-hmm. i i feel pretty okay with skipping a deadpool book i i think if you're a deadpool fan you're you don't give a shit what i think no and i was gonna say like you know, if I'm going to buy a Deadpool book, I'll buy the one that has a whole bunch of weird Marvel characters in it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, it, it would depend on my mood, I'm guessing. I, I might, I don't know, Th- this book might be a different thing later on. Cullen Bunn is a fantastic writer. This book is still not for me. <laughs> I I just, I don't care for this. You, you're going to have to try very hard. To sell you like, Deadpool. Li- lighthearted books about murdering people with ugly fucking characters that no one cares about i i don't need to read that i don't i don't care i i do not care for this no tell us how Although you really I, feel eric hey i i i am i have no problem doing that i know i'm aware i am very articulate about expressing my rage <laughs> so that is a split decision on deadpool and the mercs for money number one uh 
what's it? That's a that's a, right on the 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 hair. It's a hair's breadth that is a that keeping that book out of complete do not buy territory. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a Deadpool book at the end of the day. Um. Our final book of the week is Deja Thorist. Is that how you pronounce that, Deja? I'm assuming. Yeah, that, that, that's, yes, that's fine. Okay. I've, we'll talk about it. Deja Thorist, number one, written by Frank J. Barbary, illustrated Francesco Mana, colored Morgan Hickman, lettered Erica Schultz. Schultz, yeah. And main cover by Nen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I didn't realize she did that. That makes a lot of sense. She has been at many cons. Uh, do you, she's like a six-foot-two Asian woman. Wow. Okay. Yeah, she's she is uh, interesting. I've I've met her multiple times. Uh, how much Deja Thoris do you know about Eric? I have read the f- the first book of the Barsoon Saga, which is terrible, and I don't recommend it. Yeah, I, well, I can't remember what it's called. If it's called John Carter of Mars or, uh, but whatever it is, it's the I think it's called a Princess of Mars. I think that's what it's called. It is not a good book, um, but do you, what do you know about the character? Uh, that she's part of the John Carter universe. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she is the princess of Mars. She's very. She generally does not wear many clothes. No one on Mars in the story. They basically wear. They're basically nude with jewelry. Like the way she's dressed is the way everyone on Mars dresses, including John Carter. Because he's like, eh, when in Rome. Um, so that's what I know. And I was like, we've never read one of these licensed John Carter universe books from mm-hmm. Dynamite. Let's try one out. Um, everything about this is very competent. You know, it, it's, eh. I don't, it's not, but it's nothing. It's, wanna, it's, der- it's derivative. Well, yeah, it's, there's nothing original in it, but you know, it tells the story well enough. It looks nice enough. It's just yeah. nothing in it is new. You know, it's just very much like, hey, a exiled ruler must reclaim their name. It, you know, the story's been told many, 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 many times. I, I don't... It's not bad, but it's not good. It, no. It, it's just kind of fine. You know, I... I, I can't... The whole... I right. Go ahead. The whole, the whole draw of the Barsoon saga is it's this weird alien landscape, and it's this fantasy of like this cowboy slash soldier going to Mars and he's basically Superman. So it's just this like weird fantasy that you put yourself in this empty character and watch him marry a princess and kill aliens. It's not really great fiction, but it's so old there was nothing like it. That I don't I don't understand why anyone cares about it anymore, other than just to illustrate a beautiful story with a half-naked woman, or well, many half-naked people wandering around. I think that is a large part of it. <laughs> I think it's the 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 most of it. I mean, I, I this is this is not a badly illustrated book. It looks it does look very good, but it I don't know. I would you could easily pass on this. It it it's fine. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know, it, like. It's a funny thing because it's in all ways it's probably a better constructed comic book than the Deadpool book that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And yet I care less about this than I did that book. Yes. Um it left me with like hey, it's a book. It's a comic book. It looks cool. It looks nice. It's very pretty, but uh, nothing it's not unique enough in any way to make me go, "Oh, I need to get number 2. I need to know what's happening." Like it doesn't 
it's very much like, hey, do you like the source material? It's like a good version of it, but nothing that's not, I don't know, just what Eric said. That source material is not anything no. fantastic either. Um, I know it's, it is, it's, it's not good. No. Um, do you not buy? I mean, it's, I don't, I'm not feel, I don't not compelled no. to read this. There's you no. do, you do not need to buy it. I mean, it, you could easily, make a good story in this universe it just it would need to be like weird world mm-hmm. you know it would it would just have to be bizarre and fun and full of naked people yeah it, and it, I, full I, of full of incredible violence i guess like at this point if you're gonna use this story and use these tropes and tell it you have to go for it you can't just be like, yes, there is, she is noble and now she must escape the city. And like the minute her father's gone, I'm like, oh, it's a, like, I've read this story 50 times. I know exactly what's going to happen. And guess what? It is exactly what happened. You know, it's a plot by the council to usurp the throne. No kidding. We, we, I know. I don't. And if it's not that, you got to tip your hat in this. If you want people to keep reading, you got to do something. Some kind of hook that's just not, hey, a typical kind of, you know, fight quest for power, you know, I don't know. Do not buy. I feel bad because there's nothing wrong with it, but it's nothing special. Nothing's right with it. (laughs) (coughs) Double do not buy on Deja Thoris, number one. Um, Did you read anything else this week, Eric? Negative. Um, You know that Sheriff of Babylon book? Mm -hmm. It's a really good book. Of course it is. It's an amazing comic. Uh, Vision as well. Both came out this week. Both are tremendous. Did um, you read that Midnighter? I did not read Midnighter yet. I'm not caught up. I want to read that. I didn't even read a lot of books. I've, I read Uncanny, the new the the newest Uncanny X Man. We're yeah. uh, two issues to go uh, with Greg Land, and then two hopefully. two more, a little more landing to go. Two more land issues, and then I looked up the solicitations for issue number six have a different artist. So cross my fingers, that artist stays, and it does not go back to Greg Land. Uh, but, you know, it's, it, that book is what it is at this point. You're not get you know, it's the same as one and two, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if you are not reading Vision or Sheriff of Babylon, go buy those books. They are so good. I'm, Holy crap, Tom King did the Vision too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. That guy's a dynamo, I uh, swear. Might be writing Batman soon. Yeah, I think that's just, that's a done deal, isn't it? I I only heard that was rumored at this point. After, because who knows what DC hasn't officially said what they're doing with that rebirth thing. Mm-hmm. It, they say, oh, it might be another reboot. Which God, why again? It was yeah. two, three years ago, you know, or four years ago, I guess at this point. But they're going to go fifty-two issues and then reboot everything, and guess when they're going to cut Midnighter, which makes me upset. I don't want that. Really, is bad. I don't want Midnighter to go. Midnighter's a cool no. Book. Midnighter's an excellent book. But, hey, if Tom King's writing Batman, I'll read Batman. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll do it for Weekly Floppies for this week. Yep, I'll do. I'll do. And we can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show when Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the past week. Uh, things we saw, played, touched. Yeah, you know. The usual. You know. You know. Oh, Oh, yeah. Eric, what 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 have you gotten into? What have I touched? What have you touched? Uh, you know, lady never tells. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, That's good. That's true. <laughs> the first thing I'll, I'll I will talk at you about is a podcast. Mm. Are you familiar with Gimlet? 
Yeah, it's uh, they did reply all, right? I think they do reply all, and probably other ones as well. I think they, they yeah, they have several with. podcasts. They do. It's the guys that used to do or still do Planet Money for NPR, which is an excellent podcast, excellent material. Um, it turns out these guys are really good at making compelling audio. So pretty much anything by them is going to be excellent. I mean, there's a reason Serial is like the most popular podcast. Uh, in the world. Thank you for correcting my grammars there. I didn't do it. The computer did it. I just, I just confirmed. That's that's literally that's literally what you do. You can say that about everything. <laughs> Never mind. So this podcast is called Surprisingly Awesome. It's by Gimlet, uh, one of the creators of uh, Planet Money, and Adam McKay, the director of Anchorman. I was, yeah, I was going to say, that name sounds... Same, same guy. Okay. Director of Anchorman and Step Brothers mm. and Ricky Bobby. <laughs> same director. Talladega Nights. Made this, made this, mm-hmm. It's my favorite. Made, made this, it is a good, it is a good movie. It's really dumb. It it's is. It's wonderful, though. It's probably my favorite of his films. It, it makes me laugh. Um, it is a podcast where each of the, it seems like they trade off, but Adam McKay went off and did a documentary called The Big Short. I, I think it's a documentary. Uh, it's a docudrama. Okay. Well, he, he went off to promote his movie and has been absent for several episodes, but they just, like, sort of take ordinary things. Like, one podcast is on mold, one is on free throws, one is on... Uh, let me see if I can find the list of them here. Adhesives, broccoli, interest yeah. rates, tub-thumping, concrete... They, the adhesives one is very interesting. The tub thumping one is literally about that band Chumbawamba and how they used to be like uh, uh, a communistic, like social or a, a socialist, like punk rock commune. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty. I know a lot about Chumbawamba. That's weird that you would know a lot about Chumbawamba. I had one of the other Eric's was obsessed with them, and of course, I caught the splash damage That's, from that. So funny. That's so funny. I'm. <laughs> well, they just like tell you interesting factoids about all of these things and take it. The, the adhesives one was just so interesting. They talked about how adhesives are basically changing how we manufacture everything and that modern cars have about 25 pounds of adhesive in them instead of like a couple hundred pounds of welds. That we're li- literally building cars with with glue, molecular bond glue, and it's what is allowing cars to be more fuel efficient. It's really very fun and very interesting. And if you like podcasts that learn you fun things, this is a, definitely a good one to check out. I'm just subscribed. Yeah, I, I I recommend it. And I can't remember his last name. It's Adam something. It's a podcast with two Adams, but uh, he's. He makes a lot of content that I enjoy. Every time I hear his weird voice, I'm like, I, I like you, buddy. I'm glad you're here. Adam Davidson. Adam Davidson, yeah. He's he's very good. Planet Money is an excellent podcast as well, but that's not what I'm checking in with. The other thing, are you familiar with this AMC show, Halt and Catch Fire? I have seen the name. It is on Netflix, and I thoroughly recommend you watch it. It is set in the 80s right there at that time 
just before PCs started to get into people's homes and become affordable. And it is fascinating. It's about, like, the four main characters. Uh, there's one software engineer, one hardware engineer, and his wife, who is also a hardware engineer. And this this bananas, like, fast-talking New York salesman that basically... You don't even know all of his backstory, but he used to work for IBM. He got mad at his dad, who was a senior salesman at IBM, and apparently he flooded one of their data centers and cost them millions of dollars and then disappeared for a year and went off to Texas and tricked a company into entering the PC market. The whole thing is fascinating and it's just an interest. I, I am I am fascinated by the history of computing as it is, and this is really well written, well uh, executed drama. The actors are phenomenal. Lee Pace is in it. Ronan the Accuser is in this, and he is delightful. I, he play, he plays the the salesman. I like Lee Pace. Lee Pace. He's I good. he's a good actor. I I am a huge fan. I think mostly have you ever, have from you this seen, role. Have you ever seen The Fall? No. He's in the fall. It's pretty good. I th- I think I yeah. It's a weird movie, but he's good in it. Lee he's he's pretty he's one of the best parts of the show. He's amazing in it. But it's very very compelling. And I, I have watched nearly all of the first season. It is uh, it's so good. I really love it. Looking back at this old technology, I mean, it th- there's some of those moments where they're like, "Oh, you have 512k of memory." Wow, we you know, there's some moments like that, but at the same time, it's like these guys, they, people like building like boards, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know this, all of this like hardware engineering is fascinating. I, I can still hardly believe that human beings do it. And anything that drills down to that is fascinating to me. It's, it's so, so good. I feel like if you don't like the, the the near history of computing you will not enjoy this show but it is truly compelling drama beyond that i feel like anyone would enjoy it hmm. i'll add to the list <laughs> that's what you always say i know <laughs> it sounds interesting it's really excellent How many, i wish i could i wish i could it, do more like a limited it. series or is it keep is it still ongoing i do not know there probably is going to be more apparently they're well, See if they're yeah. It was just re- renewed for a third season. Oh, okay. Which is pretty good. It's God. It's yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Oh man. <sighs> yeah, you should at least watch a couple episodes. And tell me what you think. Uh oh. We talked about that did already. We? I think we did. I didn't. I, think don't, we... I don't have not touched talked about that with you. I swear we have. Don't think so. Mm. Not that I remember. Why don't you go ahead and jump into that? Okay. This, it's a little small thing, but I just yeah. remembered it. I felt like it's it's interesting. Well, I, no, it's it's worth talking about, but I swear to God, we've talked about it. I swear we have. Not, I remember. Not on air. I, I think that's, we do converse outside of uh, this podcast. No, that's illegal. We're not allowed to do that. It is it is illegal, but we're rebels. Well, <laughs> guess that's fair. Uh, so the, uh, one little thing I'll start off with. Um, there is a new Doom level. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new level for OG original Doom. Yes, I, I I remember because we probably have a text conversation of this because you said Doom 
And I'm like, you mean classic Doom? And you mean, no, it's Doom. The original Doom is called Doom. I did and not. Like, t- that's, that's not me. I swear it was you. Look up my te- our text messages. We have not <laughs> talked about Doom. Only Doom <laughs> communications we've had recently is about the new Doom trailer, which I, I remember tweeted that. about. Then you had to be a smartass to me on Twitter. <laughs> I was wondering if you were ever going to say something about that. <laughs> No, we have you. That certainly happened. You talked to someone, perhaps, but not me. Um, Whoever it was was very aggressive in the way that I associate with you. It, well, that's it. I mean, there's a reason we're friends, Eric. I know. I don't. I I have to look through my text and see who else is an asshole. Probably a long list. Uh, <laughs> uh, so original Doom. Uh, there the there is a new eighth level uh, for Doom created by John Romero. Uh, you know, one of the, the probably main creators of original Doom. Uh, and apparently the eight, original eighth level, he did not touch it at all. Uh, so I guess that eventually spurred him to make his own new eighth level for Doom. And it's really hard. Um, it's Doom. Uh, I guess so. It, you know, there most of it's kind of hard. Um, I don't know. I just think it's a neat thing. You release a new level for a game that's t- almost 25 years old mm-hmm. at this point. That's a cool thing. So. Check that out. Uh, other, I have a new game, Eric. Congratulations. Are you surprised? N- no. No, I, I was sick. I, I, I called in on Friday, uh, and I, you know, looked at Steam and went, hey, XCOM 2 comes out today. <laughs> Man, I'm stuck on a puzzle in The Witness. What do I do? Oh, XCOM 2's out. Uh, so I bought XCOM 2, and I've been playing XCOM 2, and XCOM 2's really good. Uh, it's a lot of fun. No, none of this surprises me. No, XCOM 1, I really, really liked. Um, XCOM 2 is similar. Um, they've done more with it. They've added more, more content. They changed the focus of the combat a little bit. They, they've made it more guerrilla focused because you're in mm. this, you, this is 20 years after the, the setting, the last game, and now the aliens have basically won. They are, you know, in charge of Earth. They're a, a weird, uh, a weird kind of rule over humans. Um, you are the, the revolutionaries. You are the, the underground and you are, you know, you're, it's more of like not controlling an army. You're more like, we got to pick our spots, you know, and, and be stealthier. And it's really neat, really cool. Um, you get really attached to your characters. Don't, I don't let them die. I made, I made one of them, uh, my wife, she's a sniper. Hmm. It, she's not allowed to die, so I restart a save every time she gets killed. Uh, save scum the hell out of it. I do not play. Is, this, is this is this actually like? Is this actually a mechanic in the game that you can you can marry one of your characters? Is this your no, weird head? This is your weird head cannon with no, this game. No, you can just basically make care like you can customize all your soldiers however you want. You can name them mm-hmm. anything, design them however you want, give them nicknames when they level up a little bit. You know, you can mm-hmm. customize them to a certain extent. And there's already and now you can share them. So people have already started creating pools of people and you can like download them and make them part of your character pool so that mm-hmm. when you get a new recruit it will be Kanye or something or Macho Man. <laughs> it's just yes. you know stuff like that. Or it's you can, and almost always you kind of start making yourself and or your friends into the mm-hmm. game. You oh so you okay yes I I understand what you're saying yeah that you if you have designed one to look like your actual wife and you you're you'll be up not next, that this Eric. is not the, right okay good you you can you you want to just kill me over and over you're gonna be a heavy gunner I think you're gonna be okay. explosives guy yeah. You're explosive. I'll, I'll, I'll be the guy that does power cleans. That's, yep. That'll be him. 
<laughs> the explosives. Uh, it's, you know, it's turn-based strategy, tactical combat, you know, n- you know, 75% chance to hit, take, you have to, you know, duck mine, full cover, half cover, you know, there's variety of strategy involved and it's, it's really nuanced and fun and really good. You know, if you liked XCOM 1, you'll like XCOM 2. It's a pretty simple thing. If you like turn-based strategy games and you for some somehow haven't played XCOM 1, you should... XCOM 2 is great. You've, I, you you have that. you have described me, unfortunately. It's, it's I own XCOM 1 and still have not played it. I, you could play that all the way... Th- I mean, XCOM 2 is... It's the same gameplay, so you're not... Mm-hmm. It, is it tightened up, changed in any way? The, the characters are different. You know, there's... In XCOM 1, you basically would end up relying on a strategy where you would be very slow and methodical as you go through a level, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you know, and you, there was no penalty for that a lot of the time where you could just move up, you know, very slow and steadily put characters on Overwatch and you're never surprised. You'd eventually level, you at that point, without characters dying, they level up, get very powerful. And as long as you're smart about your, where your research was, you manage that well, you could get really powerful weapons. And by the end of the game, you're super powered and nothing can stop you. In this game, it forces you to move forward even when it could sometimes hurt you. You know, you have time limits on certain things. You know, I, you have eight turns to get this guy out before something bad happens, or, or you know, variations on that. So it try, it makes it a little bit more urgent. It makes you think faster. It makes you not rely on your laurels, so to speak. Although I'm not having... I, I, I do save scum. I don't... I'm not ashamed about that, you know. I. Mm. But there's Iron Man mode, which only lets you have one save. So you can't do it. You have to continue through it, which I may do after I complete the game the first time, if I'm not tired of it. Um, but I don't know. I would, I mean, XCOM 1, even if you don't have it, is like $10 right now. XCOM 2 is new and it, it costs 60 So it's a matter of cost, really. Uh, XCOM 1 is an excellent game. Um, so I can't say don't play it, but if you intend on playing XCOM 2, you play XCOM 1, you'll probably get tired of it by the time you get to XCOM 2. Um, but it's still really great. It's a lot of fun. You don't get tired of it. It kind of lose. It's one of those games where you start playing, and then like six hours later, you're like, "What time is it? What happened? Oh, it's time for sleep now." Oh, nah. Okay. Ah. So it's on, it's on PC only. I don't know if it's ever going to go to consoles. So PC only for XCOM Two. Uh, the last thing, very quickly as well, is a series of YouTube videos done by. Um, I think Griffin and Justin McElroy, uh, they are two of the three McElroy brothers who do like a zillion podcasts and different permutations They they work, both of those work for Polygon. So, you know, they are in video game journalism, but they also do my brother, my brother and me and adventure zone and other podcasts with their wives and all kinds of stuff. Um, but it, it called monster factory on YouTube. They go basically to character creation uh, in like RPGs and make monsters, make people that are deformed and weird and then play through portions of the game with them and make jokes. Uh, I would, anyone who hasn't seen it, go watch. They just did the, not the most recent episode, but the one before it, they made quote unquote Bart Simpson. And it's, uh, with a game called Black Desert Online. Which is still, it's a uh, MMO that's in beta. So they actually, they're, but their character creation mode is so intense and so deep. They just released, they've released that ahead of time, ahead of the games. You can just download the character creator and mess around with that. Um, 
uh, it's you, you can make asymmetrical faces. I remember you saying something and about about how they were so delighted when they, they found were, asymmetrical faces. They looked at it, they you know, and they're like, oh, they're like, everyone needs to step up their game. Bethesda, mm-hmm. uh, Bioware, you need get on this because now I can do asymmetrical faces. So they make this monster of a Bart Simpson. It's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. It made me laugh so hard. It's and there's they did a whole series of Fallout Four, which are also hilarious. They're really good. All of them are really funny. Monster Factory. That's it. Mm-hmm. Go th- go do all those things, people. Yep. Yep. Go halt and catch fire. Yeah. Sure. I I am so curious who I've talked to about Doom. <laughs> Was it not me. Uh, but yeah, uh, with that, we can move on to our final segment. You ready for some Batman, Eric? I'm always ready for bats. But what about Batman? Always, always ready for double Batman. Double, double. We only got, it's only single Batman in this comic. You're, you're right. I'm sorry. There's no double Batman. <laughs> Not yet, at least. That'll be the Tom King Batman book. Be double mm-hmm. Batman. It is coming out. Is that a weekly? Is that a weekly Batman book? Is that what they're saying? Or, or twice a month or something. I know it's like a really accelerated schedule. Um, regardless, it is time for our final segment. It's time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I will assign a longer collected work, uh, discuss it in depth like you would a book club. Spoilers, obviously. If you know, you're frightened by that type of thing, uh, don't listen. This book is over five years old at this point, or four, four or five years old. This week we are doing Batman Black Mirror, which is Detective Comics. Was it? Oh, I've already forgotten the numbers. It's eight seventy one to eight eighty one, isn't it? You are correct. See, that's why you're here. Forty two issues. Forty two. There, that's math. That's, that's that's what we decided. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Scott Snyder with Jock and Francisco Francavilla. Um, kind of wanted to get a, a kind of cleaner picture of my feelings of Scott Snyder and Batman without the onus of the new 52. And this is even, it is Batman, but it is not Bruce Wayne. It is, it is Dick Grayson, Batman. So when Morrison had final, when final crisis and Batman RIP and all that stuff was happening. This is, um, but uh, I mean, it's Dick Grayson, but I don't know. Did you read any of the Dick Grayson Batman up to this point? Eric? No, no. Yeah. I, I we, have not followed any of it. Yeah. We were, we were not, uh, I think we caught the tail end. we, we did catch the tail end of Morrison's Batman, which we, mm-hmm. We have discussed before. <laughs> Did not not necessarily. I don't know. If dis- disgust is the right yeah, word for dis- it. I was disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. This is I enjoyed this more than any of the new Fifty Two Snyder Batman. Yeah, and we've said multiple times that there's just something about the pre New Fifty Two that the characters feel right. It there's history and and it, it it it's a it's a whole different i mean it's dumb to say it's a whole different world but yeah it, it's just there's some there's a richness that's missing in the new 52 it just doesn't feel like dc anymore even though this is not bruce wayne batman this still feels more true to what a batman story should be than almost anything yeah I, it does hurt me to see babs in a wheelchair though yeah it's, uh, that is, if there's one thing I'm glad the New 52 did, is that mm-hmm. it, I mean, a lot of people were upset at the time, but I'm, it's for the better. It definitely is. Um, 
but yeah, we have Oracle, we have Jim Gordon, old man kind of ish, middle age Jim Gordon, not Mohawk mm. robot Batman Jim Gordon. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> it's it's Dick Grayson, which I actually enjoy Dick Grayson as Batman in this. I think that it his yeah, it it's this book kind of establishes what his identity is as Batman, and I p- using Jim Gordon Jr. as a Black Mirror. <laughs> get it? Yes. Yeah. I, I I understand your joke. It's so good. Well, I mean, that's it. That is what the I I I have a question. Okay. So Jim Gordon's son is also named Jim Gordon. Correct. And Batgirl's mother is also named Barbara Gordon. Correct. Forty-five minutes of silence. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I I know families in real life that do that, so it's not I, crazy. I I'm gonna hit them with my car. That's a, the worst thing. Why would you do that? You should not, particularly in fiction. You should not be allowed to do that. <laughs> get Barbara Gordon on the phone. No, not Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon. <laughs> get Barbara Gordon. Get James Gordon on the phone. No, not Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. What? Just said Jim's Gordon. Jim's Gordon. So Get Jim's Gordon on the phone. That's so confusing. No one cares. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, that's that's not Scott Snyder's fault. But what what the what the actual fuck, guys? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I it. it there's also many Robins. I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's yeah. But that's 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 a role. They have different names. You, are you saying if Jim Gordon? Jim Gordon isn't a role. No, it's not. It's e- literally not. Mm. Right. Do you feel like this Jim Gordon is the same Jim Gordon that's in the New Fifty Two? No, of course not. But that's different. Mm, that's if they were, if these, mm. if if both those Jim Gordons were hanging out together and being like, "Pass me some glasses, Jim Gordon." Thanks, Jim Gordon. And they all looked identical. I, I would like to see the New Fifty Two Jim Gordon with his mohawk have like be at the diner scene with this Jim Gordon. That'd be really great. It would be. It would be interesting. Maybe I don't know. I would think. I think it'd be great. I. I <laughs> you could make the argument that it's a role, but at least all of the Robins exist in the same time and space and have separate names. <laughs> it's Jim Gordon Jr. Eric Jr. That's not not really a different name. There's an extra two letters in there with a period and and a period. There you go. It's just like Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> yep. See, Donkey Kong? <sighs> no, but this is, this book is very, it's detective comics, and this really is a detective story mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And, and, and definitely, it feels like, you know, it's a noir detective story, which is, I think, the Batman I'm most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Footprints on the brain, Batman, not so much. Mm, that's, uh, ooh, don't. Get started on the footprints on the brain. Mm-hmm. That's so. I just love saying it. It's so bad. Can't believe that still comic still sells so much. Of course it does. It's footprints on it. Um, what do you think about Jim Gordon Jr.? He's pretty scary. I think it's interesting that he is not like the normal rogues gallery mm-hmm. character. I think that's that. <laughs> I think that that's why it's so spooky that it's not cartoony. Like that, the idea that there are people 
that just have no capacity for feeling and are just going to do horrible things and that they may or may not get ever caught for it. Like that's, that is truly terrifying. Serial killer stories are really spooky to me and he's really grisly. And this book is, I don't know. It's very effective to me. No, there's a lot of horror elements in this book, Mm -hmm. in this run. I mean, Snyder has, I mean, frankly, he is more of a horror writer than he is a superhero writer, Hmm. in all honesty. Like, look at his, if you look at all his output, it is, you know, he has American Vampire, he has Witches, the new image book, which is a horror book, um, and then his Batman work. At least that's the, that's the stuff that's the headlines. And you look at this run, a lot of horror in this. Mm-hmm. And you look at the new 52 Batman, you look at the stuff he did with the Joker who was like ripped his own face off. And then, you know, there's a lot of horror in that as well. Um, I, in this case, I, I think it works really well in this context with, and this, you know, it's a serial killer story, you know, it's scary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the contrast of Jim Gordon Jr. not being, hey, he's not a crocodile man. He's not even, like, the closest other comparison I can think is Zaz. Mm-hmm. But he still, like, carves, like, you know. He's, he's still a cartoon character, yeah, basically. Yeah, he count, carves the, num- like, the, every dead person. He carves a, a, a divot into his flesh that's, like, really over the top. Jim Gordon Jr. is just, like, a a, a, a a quiet weirdo who disem like murders people for mm-hmm. seemingly no reason, or you know, uh, I believe Dick Grayson points, or where's it? No, it's Babs who points that out, like that he invites conflict with people so that he can, uh, you know, have a per- uh, have a perceived slight against them to exact revenge for, so to hmm. speak. I think my the only problem I have with him is that the book ends up painting him as kind of a mastermind. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily feel, you know, that as much. You know, it 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 feels much more like, hey, yeah, he's a crazy person, um, and he's good at getting away with murder. I would not like it. That feels a little bit of a stretch that he orchestrated all the things that happened in these ten issues. You know? Yeah, I I, I feel like that's fair, but I I mean, I don't know who else is going to be the mastermind here that. This this is I don't know it's it's a more unique story that he's at the heart of it. It's it's more interesting this way that it's not the Joker that it's not you know one of the regular rogues gallery. I understand that it's maybe a I don't know it's a harder pill to swallow, but I don't think it's bad. It doesn't seem that clunky to me. No, it's not that it's clunky. It just it just maybe it's out it's a, a it, I know it's a little outside his character. I get that, but I don't know. My understanding of him is not. <laughs> this is the most that's ever been done in Gordon yeah, Jr. So exactly, he's he existed before. Now this is the thing that kind of put him on the map, you know, so to speak. And mm-hmm. they've tried to use him since and it's never been that interesting it's kind of hard it'd be hard to to do this again with him because the whole point like the whole mystery of it is is he actually better um i'm pretty sure um even if you were i don't think you just get to wander around for free or not for free but freely well yeah i mean that's the other i mean you kind of have to that's i think that's a bigger problem with batman in general Mm-hmm. Like in Batman, like the fact that how many times has the Joker escaped? 
Or mm-hmm. how many times, is, you know, did they let Two Face? Um, Harvey Dent. How many times has he said, "Oh, I'm better now," and then he's not? You know. It, oh yeah. It. It's but a, n- none of them are meeting. None of them are meeting Commissioner Gordon for coffee. You know, they're not just like sitting in a public place, being like, "Yeah, I'm better. Why don't you have? Why don't you come visit me?" Like that's just such. That's just nonsense. It's it's a weird plot device. I mean, th- theoretically, there have been stories to where he murders people before this, right? Well, I think it's, again, it's left to the, not sure, you know, you're, maybe mm-hmm. he's, maybe he is innocent. Mm-hmm. I think you have to buy into that for this mm-hmm. to work. You have to suspend your disbelief. I okay. Think, again, with, with that, I think that, that, that there's a shadow of a doubt, you know, that maybe he is innocent, you know? Hmm. So, you know, did you ever think that maybe he wasn't a crazy killer guy? It's, um, you know, I don't remember what I was thinking. It's, um, I don't know if I was ever misdirected for that. I, it, it seemed like it would be strange for him to be introduced this way into this story unless he was going to be used for something like this. Right. See, that's, and that's the thing. Like, it's hard to separate the construction of the story from him. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I ever thought, oh, for sure he's not the killer. I just mm-hmm. thought I was, I still was invested mainly because of the cat and mouse kind of thing. You know, I was interested, like that, the scene in the diner when he tells us, he's like, oh, I'm joking. I murdered uh, the waitress and her head's in the toilet. Mm-hmm. He tells his father that, oh, no, that's a joke. And then, you know, it's the, the, with Gordon is looking over back and forth at the bathroom door and there's water pooling up, up from underneath. And you're, what, where did that come from? Why is there water? And you're like, I, I, it's always that, conti- like, every time he appears, it's always like, you're looking for a tell? You know, what, is he going to give himself away now? Is he going to mm-hmm. give himself away now? I never, and I, I think that's the way, I don't know. I, I don't know what the average person would see in that. I just think we're all conditioned by, you know, reading so many of these types of stories. Especially with, it's the fact, I mean, Batman enemies have, Harvey Dent in particular, you know, is Harvey Dent really back or is it Two-Face underneath somewhere? It's the same kind of thing. You're looking for tells all the time. And it, I think it can work without you having a mystery if he's actually a killer, because then you are basically in the same place as Batman is. You know, you're trying to figure it out the same way he is. You're looking for clues. Not in the same way, but, you know, it's a detective story and you're helping solve the mystery. So to speak, I kind of wish Dick Grayson was Batman now, as opposed to Jim Gordon. Yeah, I feel like they had to try and do something different. Yeah, that's probably true. They felt like, oh, we can't. We're, we're gonna push Bruce Wayne aside. What, what? What haven't we done? This. All right. Yeah, and, and and effectively, Jim Gordon as as Batman is not too far removed from Dick Grayson as Batman, especially the new Fifty Two Jim Gordon. He's certainly not the same as this one. I don't know. I just like nice guy Batman. You know, Dick Grayson, they, I mean, they even talk about it. Like, he's compassionate. He has more empathy. And that's why he does it, not necessarily because of some sort of compulsion, like Bruce Wayne theoretically has. But I, I don't, there was, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of conjecture about what the actual plans were for Dick Grayson as Batman. 
going to be. But then the new 52 happened and they kind of had to go back to Bruce Wayne. I think that ties back into the same thing that they're doing in Marvel with Thor and Captain America. I'm like, do you think you can sustain a new character with the same title? Can you sunset Bruce Wayne as Batman? It's almost like it's almost like no one wants things to change in comics. Oh, it's almost like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I could see Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson being Batman forever. Mm-hmm. For now on. No, it would only make sense that Bruce Wayne would get tired and old at some point. Yeah. Passing the torch is pretty normal. Even even V stopped being V. He was a terrorist. He was indeed. I think one of my favorite moments in this is uh, young young James Gordon Jr. dressing up like the Joker for Halloween. Jesus Christ. And his father getting so angry about it. Yeah. Well... It's like dressing up like Osama bin Laden or Hitler. I mean, I'm so so interesting. And it's not clear. Do you read that as hap- as after or before uh, Babs is handy is is paralyzed? Mm, they were little, weren't they? Well, he was little. I don't. Yeah. You know, she was always older. I'm not sure when how he how old he's supposed to be. I thought. Point. Yeah, I thought there was only a couple of years between them. I I seem to remember her looking like a like a, a tween or something in that. I, I I wasn't sure. That's why I ask. Uh, I I under I understand the question. That would certainly still that would certainly still yeah. It, it it definitely changes things that you know he just doesn't realize that. But I I don't think it's I don't think it would have been at that time. It's yeah, but regardless, where, it is still is it, it? it's like dressing up as like John Wayne Gacy or yeah, exactly or or Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty loaded. Like to, it, it it does to us seems like oh it's like dressing up like Batman or Thor or something. But no, <laughs> he's a a monster in their world, which I don't know. That's something that I hadn't ever thought about, and I liked. There it is. Yeah, she looks. It looks like they're both very small. It okay. looks like he's taking a knee in front of uh, in front of Babs there. Okay. Or no, that's not Babs. That is that's his that's his wife. Yes. Well, it is also Who knows? Barbara. I I don't know. I, I yeah, I know. That's also Barbara. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I assume I assume it is because she's like a teen, like a right. young teen in uh when he's roughly the same age, maybe just like a couple of years older in the next scenes. So I would assume well before uh she was paralyzed. Right. What do you think about the combo of Jock and uh, Francisco Francavilla? You know, I think they're both very talented. I am not overly whelmed by this book. Like, they're not necessarily my favorite artists. I don't know that I would go out of my way to buy books by either of them, specifically for the art, even though I think I I, I do enjoy them both. Um, I think they tell a story very well. Uh, and they work really well with their colorists. It's just, I mean, it is a good-looking comic book, but I, I don't know. I, I certainly Jock. I've seen other books that are beautiful, and I'm like, wow, this is a great-looking book, and I love it. This looks good, but it doesn't excite me. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. I, I don't think. I mean, I would go beyond saying that it's competent. Like, I think it's, it's beyond competence. It's, it. 
both both artists I think are excellent. It just it doesn't stand out to me as you know the 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 kind of thing that I want to I just want to stare at it and absorb it. It just I mean it looks good. It tells the story. I'm I'm not gonna it's not gonna stay a part of me forever. It it's very moody and I, I think it complements mm-hmm. the noir detective oh, stuff abs- very well. Absolutely. I will say that this illustration Jock did for the cover of the Joker's face turning into bats. Mm-hmm. That's that is still an amazing illustration. Limited edition Mondo print. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. They're a pretty penny on eBay. I imagine they are. I demand. Mm. So that's a thoroughly excellent illustration. Yeah, I, I they're not their styles aren't really. They're, I mean, they're not similar, so no. it, that is a little, you know, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, I, I, it breaks you out of the, the story mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, jumping back and forth between the two. But It's a pretty radical change, even the color palettes are different. Yeah, but I mean, they both work separately. It, it's just bouncing back and forth between the two. It's, it's a little jarring. Um but the quality is there, so you mm-hmm. it's not like it's painful. It's just like, oh right, it's a different artist. Um I do like I do like the those doing those flashbacks with like if it was Jock in the present day and Frank and V in the in the flashbacks, I think that'd be really neat. Um but I don't know. The I think that was uh I, I did get a little bit confused when they were jumping through time a couple times because you're, they don't ever really like tell you that things are in the past. You just kind of have to use context clues. I think I lost track once or twice about you know when they were between showing like Jim Gordon. Like it was when uh, they were showing Gordon hunting down that Peter Pan killer. Yeah, that I I wasn't like I'm like it, not until later did I realize oh that was in the past. For some reason, I I can see how that was confusing, but I was not confused at that moment. I don't know why I was able to follow it. Um, and understand that it was in the past. I don't know what clued me into it, but I totally could see how that could be confusing. I mean, and eventually they, they're like, oh yeah, 15 years ago when we were tracking down mm-hmm. the Peter Pan. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it's in the past. That makes sense now. Uh, it was just at the time. Like they don't even go like 15 years. Like you could just put like a little sub, little title 15 years ago mm-hmm. you know, or something or whatever. Um, it, this does cement like I, I like, I think Scott Snyder is a very talented writer. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think the problem is I don't like the new 52 very much. Like the, the it's yes, I don't like the core. Like I'm fine with new 52 midnighter or new 52 Batgirl or mm-hmm. new 50, like those characters that I don't have a, a huge attachment to from the pre new 52, I suppose. Or even I think that they needed a reboot. You know, these those certain characters, like it, I'm glad that Barbara can walk again. I'm glad that the midnighter, now is just like a real character, not just like a parody of Batman. Um, but I still like, I feel like I'm still holding on to those attachments I have to the new, the pre new 52 Batman, the pre new 52 Superman. And I don't, I don't think it's by any fault of Scott Snyder that I haven't always enjoyed his Batman. I think it's just, he's been tasked with creating a new Batman and I don't like, I don't want a new Batman. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, although I think, you know, after 52 issues, we can maybe dive into that and dissect it after a while. Um, I don't know. I miss, 
Like, and this, well, this is, for all intents and purposes, this was when uh, Man and Paul and Buccioletto were doing their detective comics in the New 52. This was effectively that kind of Batman, you know? Mm. Yes. And, and I like that a lot. Maybe I don't, maybe it's just, I don't, we've talked about this before, you know, that, you know, our, the animated series, you know, definitely kind of was my first real impression of Batman. And Yeah. It's still what a Batman story is to me. I come, I, I think back on that conversation many times. And that stuff that's most like that is probably the stuff I'm going to like the most. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I know they, they've tried to do many, there's many different kinds of Batman stories, but I feel like it's always most successful, which, it, you know, at, at its core is when it's a detective slash noir story. Mm hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it's just, it's the same thing we talked about with what, what is good about the Silver Surfer? What's good about Spider-Man? What is at the core of that character and what do you need to tell a good story? You know, the, yeah. the, the best Superman stories are going to be, you know, weird, fun science fiction where he has to think his way out of problems because of course he can punch his way out of anything, you know? I mean, it, hell, it makes a lot of sense that the best Batman stories are going to be, you know, superhero noir detective stories. Why would it be anything else? That's what's fun. Just just saying Batman over and over is, seems to be what a Batman story is now. Showing every villain ever. I don't know. I don't get a lot of it. <laughs> well, I, and I feel like a lot of it is just getting older. And you know mm -hmm. those this, this those tricks don't work as well on yeah. you anymore. And when you do a story like this, it's it's a very simple, uh, simple kind of story that it, it, there's not a lot of gimmicks involved. It's not mm -hmm. flashy. It's very much like okay, it's Batman yeah. trying to solve this case. It, it it's tried and true in a lot yes. of ways. It's it's not Arkham Asylum burns down and now Wayne Manor is Arkham Asylum. It's not that. No, it's 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 not. Uh, Batman um as a robot. <laughs> it's no foot it's no footprints on the brain. It's not Mecha Batman. Yeah. Although that one uh Sean Murphy drew it. That one future Batman as a robot story was pretty good though. I imagine it looked good. It did. What oh where was it? Where did we read that? It was in some special Was it was it was it in, in a yeah. special or something? Was it in the same anthology with uh Hitch drawing Batman? I think so. Yeah. Whatever that was. Yeah. It's one of the one of the anniversary books. Probably, I don't remember at this point. I just remember it was like, "Hey, Batman in the future," and he has a giant Robo Batman. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. Probably helped by the fact that it was Sean Murphy drawing it. I don't the, did any. I don't the only the only other problem I had. I, I guess because Jim Gordon Jr. is the big bad in this, like none of the other villains stood out to me. You know, there were. I mean, there's Joker is there, like, a very small appearance of the Joker and stuff, but for the most, like, all the other villains aren't, nothing was, you know, they weren't that right. great, but, you know, I think they, I don't know, maybe that was by design. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, hey, it's another guy that Batman has to hunt down, but he's not the big bad. Yeah, it almost felt silly, like, when Joker was in there. Yeah, it's I, like, okay, this is a distraction from what's actually happening, let's just get past this. Which is the same thing that happened in Hush. Mm -hmm. Which I don't. Yeah, I I feel like if the Joker is in a story, he should be the focus of the story for the most part. Like I I feel like he should be a final loss. You know, he should be reserved for those situations. Not he's he's here and then Batman catches him. 
I did find his his him be able to recognize that it's not actually Bruce under there. I think that I like that at least. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. It's a good run. Yeah, absolutely. I I enjoyed it a lot. N- need to be more Batman stories like this with even though it's different Batman. Well, I'm I'm curious to see what they're doing with that rebirth stuff and what the hell Bat. I'm, I'm guessing it's gonna be Bruce Wayne again. I mean, he's alive, and he's around, although he's not Batman at the moment, so who knows? I, I, I have a feeling he'll, by the time Batman vs. Superman comes out, we'll have a Bruce Wayne Batman again. Yeah. It seems to be the way of things. I don't know. I, I mean, do you like old-style Detective Batman? Definitely read this story. It's really good. It's a, it's a, it's a solid entry in that, in that kind of catalog, you know? Anything else you wanted to touch on, Eric? I kind of, I kind of want to read uh, Francisco Franco via comics about serial killers now. Really? Yeah, honestly, it's spooky as hell. This color just kills me. It's so jarring. He was uh, Franco Villa was Afterlife with Archie, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna say he looks very Afterlife with Archie. No, I think I'm I think I'm settled. So, folks, that will do it think wrap it up for batman the black mirror uh definitely go check it out it's a good batman story it's a solid batman story i mean we like it mm-hmm. uh, not much to say aside from that um next week we are doing the wicked and divine uh the first three trades first first three volumes volume three just came out la- this past week uh so uh, we have i think read the first couple issues and or even i think we read the first two right I can't remember. We we got we we got into it a little bit, not yeah, too far, not too far, and I kind of was reserving it for this this situation. So uh, we will, you know, the hop on the bandwagon with another Gillen and McKelvey book and see how we feel, uh, and see if the hype if it matches the hype. Is there people There's like there hype? There is the hype. There is people like this book a lot. Mm-hmm. So. We will weigh in, read along with us. It'll be uh, Wicked and Divine, volumes one through three, next week. I think that will do it for us this week. Uh, you can find us everywhere online. We're on handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Everything you need from us is there. Links to everything. Links to our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter at hbchour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to us any of those places. Uh, let us know what you think, how, uh, you know, what you want us to read next or you know ideas thoughts any of that stuff we'd like to hear from you uh if you like the show please rate review subscribe on itunes or wherever you listen to us it really helps us out give us a five-star review uh it helps more people find the show Uh, and obviously recommend us to your friends we'd really appreciate it Uh, you can find me on twitter at mix master serial that's m-i-x-m-a-s-t-e-r-c-e-r-e-a-l eric where can they find you online you can see my portfolio if you go to freewheelunlimited.com and you can see all the other jazz I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight, and my Twitter, where I am Mr. Bad Example, spelled MR Bad Example. And with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.